following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. Welcome back to Hour 2 to the Comic Relief Radio Law Talk. Uh, Cal Hunter uh, is behind the glass taking care of us. He is our call screener also today because uh, the lovely Donna is not call screening. So those of you who want to call in, it's 855-LAW-RADIO or tweet us at Radio Law Talk. Remember, we have a lot of people emailing us after the fact because we're heard live on a number of stations, but some of them were heard sometimes on Sundays or replayed other time periods. Uh, you can email us at info at Radio Law Talk, and we can try to answer questions. We love the suggestions. We get suggestions all the time. Don't take it personal if we don't follow all your suggestions. We did follow one listener's suggestion, by the way, which said, please do, case or no case, all three hours, not just hour one and three. So we do listen to you at times, and now we do it every hour, case or no case, especially Todd and I that need the points. Well, I really like it as well because, um, you know, we tend to get caught off guard by being called on first by Cal. And if we have a case or no case every hour, then each one of us gets to get caught off guard. That's true. It's fun. And that's, by the way, how I make this. I try to keep you off balance. I try to jab when you think I'm going to punch and punch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the ultimate Houdini. That's, that's Cal. And then uh, remember, uh, if you have a, a, a legal issue, go to an attorney, a local attorney. Do not, do not please use Radio Law Talk as your legal source, uh, except at the dinner table during Christmas or the holidays. Make sure you let everybody know that they come up with something, and that's your cousin, third removed from Aunt Bessie. Make sure you let them know, look, this is the this is the way it is. So when somebody at those gatherings, we talked about this last week, yes. refers to the infamous they, as in they did a study or they said, and everybody's like, who's that, whatever you're talking about, you can refer to Radio Law Talk, which gives you a leg up on they. So we're the they. Yes. We're the they, and the, what's the other, the they said or the... I heard. I heard. Yeah, yes, so we're I the heard. I heard, we're the <laughs> say, they. So that's exactly right. Cause, well, you know what I heard. Right. That they were wrong. Yes. Sheep. <laughs> what? Sheep. Sheep. What? You heard? <laughs> you heard sheep? <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, uh, you know what I heard? She H E A R H uh, E R D. Ha uh, ha. Uh, that was. Ba- uh, uh, uh. I believe a sheep is a flock. Uh, this is no fun. What are we That's doing right now? <laughs> case, let's do case. Let's do case or no case, Cal. Roll it. Roll All right, it, roll here it. we go. Now it's time to play case or no case. Yay! All right, ladies and gentlemen. Wait, uh, I want to remind you there is no wagering allowed on case or no case. This is a purely a game of skill and a game of chance. And now we're getting a telephone call. So caller, uh, just hang on, and I'll see if I can chat with you in just a moment. As soon as I do this case or no case, and I'm going to start off by taking. You all of you, if I may, to Sheridan, Wyoming. Ooh, I know where that is. Yes, a gentleman by the name of Arlo Whitefeather sued the Wyoming State Police, or at least was thinking very seriously about it. He claimed harassment, or harassment, if you like to say it that way. You see, five days a a week, Mr. Whitefeather drove to work at the tobacco and fireworks shop, and in one week, he got five speeding tickets from the same officer, Patrolman Dave Jarrett. Jarrett would wait there on State Route 116, about five minutes to nine, and see Whitefeather hustling by to make it to work by nine o'clock. Whitefeather was usually a little behind, so he, well, you know, went a little faster than the already high Wyoming speed limit. It was 45 on that stretch of road, and boom, there was Patrolman Jarrett, ticket book in hand. Whitefeather said that made him even later than usual, five times that week. He was reprimanded the third day, suspended from employment indefinitely by the time Friday rolled around. And in traffic court, because, by the way, Whitefeather challenged all five tickets, Patrolman Jarrett said Whitefeather didn't have to speed. He could just leave work a little earlier or obey the speed limit and get to work a little late. The state won the speeding cases, all five of them. The judge offered him a package deal on the fines. $950 instead of the full price of $1,250. Whitefeather said, well, I want back pay for my suspended days, and I want the speeding tickets taken off my record so I can afford to buy insurance again, and so I can afford to drive to work again. And so I ask you, case or no case, Mr. Penny, what say you? 
I know you need to answer phones, but here's this is important. I so he's telling the criminal. Okay, there's civil actions and there's criminal actions. So he's telling the criminal judge to do this. No, no the traffic violations he lost. Right. So once that was all done, right. then he decided, in an, in his next venue. Right, which is criminal, probably yeah. a criminal. He decides, I'm going to go after this. Uh, I want this okay. guy to, to you know, pay me back. Well, the answer is they, he's in the wrong venue. That's a civil action, number one, because he can't try to... Uh, he can ask that, but if he's going to go after them for these specific numbers that he's owed, this amounts of money for loss of uh, employment, wages wages from his employment, he has to do that civilly. But I, I, you can do it criminally. I'll, I'm not. That's a long, detailed analysis about how you can, if if in a crime occurs, you can get some some basically yeah. civil penalty. Well, I'm sure it was angry as he was. But, he didn't care what yeah, court, yeah. So yeah. the answer is that's. I think it's. Oh man. Oh, I, I'm gonna say. I'm just gonna say it's a case, and he it's a case. And he loses because it's the wrong venue, and the and he still he has to pay the tickets. Oh, That's it. okay. Oh, All right. Man, um, let's see. I guess we'll go with Denise next. Denise, what say you? Um, I, he will not get his back pay as against the fines. So, in other words, if he was trying to do it in the criminal action and say, hey, wait, I'm going to counter and, and get uh, back pay as as damages for me, that doesn't work. Oh. That's not going to work. If he filed a civil suit against the state police for harassment and back pay, that would be probably at least a suit that may survive. So I'm going to say case, but he loses. Oh, okay. Uh, Mr. Kunin, I'm sure you've been listening with rapt attention. <laughs> yes, yes, I, with, with rapt attention. Does that mean I have to rap? Yes, my, yo, uh, no, yo, means yo let me tell you what. This guy rap. had a state case that he was going to file, but he didn't know it was going to take a while. So yo. he thought he was going to win, but he's mistaken because the case was taken appeal court. Whatever. I some words rap. rhyme and Yo, some don't. I know. Yes, right, yeah. right, right, right. Okay, here's, here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say this, that this is a case, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say that is his name Whitefeather? Whitefeather, yes. I'm going to say that Mr. Whitefeather wins oh. on a theory of discriminatory yes. investigation and harassment, which I have seen come up in other contexts, and I'm going to say that it was successful in this one based upon the officer targeting him and not other individuals, and that as a result, he prevails and gets his back pay. Yeah, I'll be darned. Well, that's Ooh. interesting. I'm, I think that's uh, we've gotten some good answers oh. out of all of this. So all of you are saying case, case, case. We're all saying Todd case, says, case, which case. means it's probably not a case. Todd's well, because he's smirking. Look yeah. at his smirk. I'm not smir- yes, cow smirking. <laughs> smirking because there's a guy waiting on the phone. Okay, okay. all right, we'll <laughs> let, let you get to it here. Uh, anyway, so. Um, all right, so what we'll do, we have about a, a little bit of a bill. No, minute wait a minute. You're not going to tell us? You're going to let us hang for a yes, little I'm bit? Yes, I'm going to make you hang. Well, you why don't it. we find out? Why don't we talk and you find out if that guy has something to Well, it's going to be too late. Yeah, we, we got 30 seconds oh. And, and, and the call came in before he did case or no case, so it can't possibly be about this case. But you know what we're oh, going to talk fair, about the net, after we're done with case or no case? Dr. Seuss, a lawsuit with Dr. Seuss and Star Trek. And I'm telling you right now, this is going to be the most entertaining Dr. Seuss, Star Trek uh, lawsuit we're going to discuss. And I'm telling you, be prepared for puns. There's going to be so many puns <laughs> with the Star Trek Dr. Seuss lawsuit that we're going to discuss next, uh, probably after the case or no case, that you are going to just, you're going to call your friends, call your family and tell them to, to come on. If you is a pun on a radio law talk show, is it not? The Dr. Seuss... All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com.
Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to ProLawFirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny and Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny and Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. The cost of getting rid of garbage is high, and recycling products is lucrative. If you're a business or know of a business that needs an individual compactor or baler, call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. If you already have an industrial compactor, baler, or shredder and need service, don't forget to call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. Northwest Compacting, your full-service industrial compacting and baling company. Read more about them at northwestcompacting.com. Bad theater seats, cheap Halloween masks, my apartment, all things with obstructed views. Add to these large trucks and buses. 18-wheelers and large buses have big blind spots, and like my apartment, they don't always have the best view. Bus and truck drivers deal with blind spots around the entire vehicle. Always take care not to ride alongside or too close behind them. Our roads, our responsibility. Learn more at sharetheroadsafely.gov. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with Reputation Defender. What the internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with Reputation Defender. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper, article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with Reputation Defender. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. You're listening to RadioLawTalk.com. And now back to your host, Frederick Penny. Cal, we had a caller that was holding, and thank you for holding. We appreciate the calls. Uh, what is your question? Yeah, yeah, let's, uh, yeah let's go ahead. Uh, Carlito, what is your question, please? Good morning. Uh, appreciate the show. A general hypothetical question related to, like, 
an individual protest or demonstration either on or inside federal property. For example, a large Social Security building with a large public uh, area where there, there would be seating for up to 150 people applying and waiting on determinations for benefits. Okay. All right, Carlito, and, and thanks. The, the protest would be a hunger strike. Got it. Okay. Take your okay. answer on the air, Carlito. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. All right, Carlito, thank you. Yeah. It, uh, first of all, uh, you know, we've got to throw our disclaimer out there. We're, we are not, uh, you know, giving legal advice uh, to Carlito. And, and thank Thank you, Carlito, for, for framing it as just a general, you know, question. Um, but, you know, Denise and Todd have a couple of uh, uh, answers. You? Yeah, I, I think that first and foremost, you've got to understand that you don't have an unfettered right to go to um, a federal building that's owned by the federal government or any government at all. Um, the, the key is peaceful assembly. That is the key in the first um, um, amendment that provides for the right of people to peacefully assemble. That's the first thing they're going to look at. There's a really good long reading of this that would be good for you to look at, and it is by um, the Freedom Forum Institute. And you can reach that just by Googling it. Right. And they have a really good description because there's some exceptions and there's some strict, you know, strict requirements in order to get around um, the um, the ability of the police to remove you, quite honestly. You know, Carlito, one of the things that you're talking about here, um, the, the constitutional provision under which people can do this, as Denise said, is the First Amendment. So the whole idea is going to be whether or not your assembly you know, on a federal property is allowed under the First Amendment. And as Denise said, you know, normally we have freedom of speech, but there are some limitations depending on the manner in which you go about doing this. That the court can place some restrictions on it. One of the things that you'll want to look into is to make sure that the location you go to does not require a permit before you do it. And, and the permit process is a way for folks to figure out whether or not there's going to be a challenge to the freedom of speech issue or not. And so you would want to probably go and figure out if a permit is required from this location and and apply for that permit. If they if the permit's denied, then you know where your argument is and, and who to talk to. But uh, as with all things here, you would want to seek legal counsel from an from an attorney or or a group, you go to the ACLU, any number of a, a you know, folks that stand up for your rights so that you could go over and they could go over the specific needs, the specific interests of your protest and your group and get legal advice specific to what you need. What we've said here is just very general, but you would want to get specific legal advice. It is a First Amendment issue, and if it's peaceful, you you may be able to do it, but you'd need to get advice specifically. And there's issues when you're going on someone's private land, too. That, that yes. That's an issue, too, yeah. uh, that you have to look into. So that people always think, oh, I can go protest, you know, X business, and I can stand right in front of the business. No, you got to go off the, their property, generally speaking, uh, to protest. And then there's, like you said, it has to be uh, a lawful assembly, and it can't, you know, cause – basically – you got to be careful in causing a ruckus. You know? Right. Um, Putting other people's peaceful. lives in danger, things yeah, like that. Yeah, it's got to be yeah. peaceful. Right. Okay, right. which we all believe in peaceful, Absolutely. peaceful protests. Right. That's that's part of our constitution and our country. Thank you very much, Carlito. That was yep. a good question, and I'm just dying to know what the answer to case or no case oh, is. Yes. Oh, yes. we have yes, to yes, do yes. that. Mr. Arlo Whitefeather, who sued the Wyoming State Police because he got five speeding tickets in five oh. days, and he said, I want my money back, and uh, by the way, I want you to take the tickets off, and by the way, you're coming after me and you're staying in the same spot every day it's not fair well <laughs> what else I mean, he could have nipped this one in the bud by just driving the speed limit but you know hello that's crazy <laughs> yes. for those of you who say this is a case <laughs> all three of you losers i Todd, made the whole thing Todd, we should have Todd, we should have i know gone. i know why don't we do it i know <laughs> so, no points for you. White, Mr. Whitefeather, you said? <laughs> yes, that's an actual name. There was a person I know in Reading whose name was Whitefeather. It was her Native American name, and, she, and her oh. first name was Kathy. And she said, don't call me Kathy. I don't want to use but just call me Whitefeather, single name. So, I love the name. And she was a neat lady. She's no longer with us. But 
Anyway, so our little white feather. Well, segueing right into that, fear of the Walking Dead lawsuit settles. (laughs) Yes, yes, that. that. (laughs) Here we go. Smooth. Smooth into it. We have been talking about the Walking Dead lawsuit where uh, Mel Smith, the author of this uh, comic series Dead Ahead, in July sued the AMC network about uh, saying that they he basically took their idea in general of Fear of the Walking Dead. And what happened in February, the U.S. District Court uh, held that they, – well, they basically denied AMC's motion to dismiss the complaint and allowed it to go forward. That a lot of times, just so you know, in the legal realm, allows people to – you know, settle lawsuits because they basically want to see if they can get it kicked out at the beginning. A lot of times uh, a motion to dismiss will occur and settlement will happen after that or what's called a motion for summary judgment, which is after all the facts and evidence are in, you know, that's when the judge decides, okay, after all the facts and evidence are in, you've done your discovery, um, it you still don't, you know, reach, you know, it, it, the muster it, and they throw it out. A lot of times the judge says, no, it's for the jury to decide. And believe, I'm talking about this in very general terms. Yes. Um, then a lot of times the case goes and settles because defense a lot of times want to say, okay, let's see if we can get the judge to toss it out. A lot of times uh, you've got to overcome that in order to uh, bring people to the table. Looks like they came to the table, and there's not a whole lot to talk about because it's confidential. I have a question for you from strategy standpoint in civil cases. Mm-hmm. Um, I had heard, and it, I could be wrong. and if You I have, have heard from Radio Law Talk? I, I have heard. What do they say? I, they I, say. I, I have heard sometimes uh, the idea in a personal injury suit specifically is uh-huh. we just want, we want to make sure we get it past summary judgment because once it gets past summary judgment, then negotiations pick up in earnest. Because before summary judgment, I don't know if this is going to work out. Why do we want to shoot ourselves in the foot? But after summary judgment, all right, we don't want to leave this up to a jury. Uh, the answer is really quick. There's settlement discussions all along the way. Got it. Before summary judgment, after summary judgment, I, I, we've settled at the courtroom steps. We'll be exactly. right back and we'll follow up with uh, Dr. Seuss. Much more Radio Law Talk straight ahead right here on your favorite radio station and on radiolawtalk.com. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. The cost of getting rid of garbage is high, and recycling products is lucrative. If you're a business or know of a business that needs an individual compactor or baler, call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. If you already have an industrial compactor, baler, or shredder and need service, don't forget to call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. Northwest Compacting, your full-service industrial compacting and baling company. Read more about them at northwestcompacting.com. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. When you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at pennyandassociates.com. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. 
Heavy rain flooding across the Midwest is prompting several states to declare an emergency. Governors in Wisconsin, Iowa, and Kansas all made state of emergency announcements due to the expected forecast. The National Weather Service also says that flooding could affect parts of Mississippi and the Missouri Valley through Monday. The late winter storm is bringing temperatures warm enough, which is melting snow and ice in some areas. That's been a main contributor to the flooding. Reaction coming in on Capitol Hill to President Trump vetoing a congressional resolution blocking his declaration of an emergency at the southern border. Republican Senator from Tennessee, Marsha Blackburn. Every state's a border state, every town's a border town until we secure the southern border. And the president is correct in taking the step to veto this resolution. Blackburn was speaking there on Fox News and you're listening to USA Radio News. There's no question you need omega-3s. But which form should you take? Fish oil or krill oil? Scientists have debated this for years. Luckily, there's a new solution to satisfy everyone. It's called Krill Omega 50 Plus. It combines ultra-pure fish oil and joint-soothing krill oil together in just one tiny pill. It's so powerful, it can promote the health of your heart and your arteries. And if that wasn't enough, it can also boost your joint comfort in just days. We're so sure Krill Omega Omega 50 Plus will work for you. We'll even send you a free bottle to put to the test. The debate is over. It's not fish oil or krill oil. It's both. And now it's free. Just pay $4.95 for shipping and claim your free bottle. Call now. 1-800-399-6392. 1-800-399-6392. That's 1-800-399-6392. Heart disease is on the rise. Clogged arteries, high blood pressure, and high cholesterol levels may not be fully detected by you, but the symptoms are there. Loss of energy, blood sugar spikes and drops, poor circulation, and irregular heartbeat are just a few of these that can alert you that something is wrong. Hear how heart and body extract is making a difference in thousands of people's lives across America. My blood pressure has normalized. My diabetes has totally improved. Everyone is telling me now how much healthier I look, and I'm telling everyone how much healthier I feel. I recommend heart and body extract to everyone. Anybody over 40 in the North American continent should be using this product as a preventative to keep their cardiovascular system healthy. Order your two-month supply today by calling 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. Or order online, hbextract.com. Heart and body extract, 866-295-5305. Or hbextract.com. You're listening to RadioLawTalk.com. And now, back to your host, Frederick Penny. Well, well, well. Oh, the things you can find if you don't stay behind. Just remember that. Huh? That is, uh, <laughs> that is Dr. Penny, everyone. Dr. Penny's, yeah, Dr. Seuss parody. I like that. A I person like that. a person, no matter how small. They're wonderful after all. Well, you know what? I uh, I think Horton hears a dismissal. <laughs> and, uh, Horton hears a dismissal. Horton hears a dismissal, and that's where we're headed. Isn't oh, that right, Fred? Star Trek and Dr. Seuss, a copyright lawsuit. Uh, yeah, there is. People are like, huh? Yeah, there is a copyright lawsuit that came out between uh, Dr. Seuss and Star Trek. We're going to talk about that right now. And I, you know, during, you know, during the break, we a lot of times talk about things that it's like we should talk about that on the air. Todd had some really interesting hauntedies, some very interesting um, anecdotal information about Dr. Seuss. First of all, Dr. Seuss is mispronounced. Of course, Americans mispronouncing. It's not Dr. Seuss. Denise, he told us it's Dr. What? Well, I'm going to let Todd say it because I said it wrong twice. It's Dr. It, it, according to one of his closest friends, it actually should be pronounced Dr. Seuss. That is anecdotal. It is. It's not pronounced anecdotal. <laughs> but yes, it's it's it, Dr. Seuss. I mean, what 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 a gem in our literature what, history. Theodore Giesen, wasn't that his real that, name? That was his. That right. was his actual. Yeah. That was his real name. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so smart. He, for example, his editor, 
uh, Bennett Cerf, or maybe it's Cerf, C-E-R-F. It is Bennett Cerf. Bennett Cerf. Who was a common, by the way, very popular guest on a lot of the older game shows, like What's My Line and so on. Got it, yeah, got Bennett it. Cerf, right? well, he, at one time, he bet Dr. Seuss, Soyce, he bet him that Soyce could not write a story. At 50 words that you could choose from. You could use them as many times as you wanted, but you could only use 50 words. And as an example, Cat in the Hat uses 225 words. So Dr. Seuss took him up on that bet, and that's how we got Green Eggs and Ham, which uses exactly 50 words. Exactly 50 wow. words. Wow. Now tell me how you – did you, like, read in the library during National Reading Week? Or, I mean, how did you come up with these uh, little tidbits? Uh, I had heard it somewhere, and then in preparation for the story – They said it. I Googled it, and it came up in a story on CNN. And I had remembered hearing about this before, so I oh, researched cool. it, and that is what uh, that is what happened. But uh, do you know what a mashup is? A sure. mashup. No. Sure. So, uh, Cal, what's a mashup? Well, a mashup is where you take two different things, two disparate things perhaps, and you put them together and you turn them into a separate entity, but using elements of each, so they're both recognizable. And, and oftentimes we see this in comedies, parodies, things like that. It's, right. it's the Simpsons yeah. as an example. Exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. So, uh, you know, it, it's the, uh, what would you get if you cross this with this? And ha, 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 this is funny. Well, this uh, this group, this, place, this uh, entity called Comic Mix, did a mashup of the Dr. Seuss book, um, oh, the places you will go, you'll go, and they did a mashup of that with Star Trek, who had the phrase "you will, you know, boldly going where no one has gone before," a phrase that has changed to be politically correct. It used to be "where no man has gone before," and then when Star That's Trek: true. The Next Generation came out, they changed it to "where no one has gone before," to to take the gender to make it gender neutral, um, and this comic mix called it, Oh, the Places You'll Boldly Go. So it was a mashup between Seuss and Star Trek. Well, and Was it a book? It was a, it was the a, Naked Gun three, 33 and a third is what it was, wasn't it? The uh, promotional poster to Naked Gun 33 and a third is what it was. That's what it was. So, well... It's the disputes over the use of the computer code, the promotional poster to Naked Gun 33 and a third, which, by the way, is an interesting... Uh, 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 interesting movie, the final install and the viral videos. Ultimately, the judge could, went through in this. I'm reading this from, from from a number of articles that oh, the places you'll boldly go uh, makes fair use of Dr. Seuss's oh, the places you'll go. Well, what what and, and where Naked Gun 33 and a third came from, as well as um, other, the court used the logic in those cases right. that had come right. up. And so what happened was, is Dr. Seuss and and Star Trek sued uh, Comic Mix to say, look, you're copyright infringement. Right. You can't use our stuff this way. And the long and short of it is, in this lawsuit, the judge recently ruled that, no, no. Uh, Comic Mixed took advantage of fair use of the material. It does not rise to a level that is copyright infringement. And they relied on the case law from Oracle um, and Java. They relied on case law of a previous case brought when it came to Naked Gun 33 and a third. And and actually, what the judge said with the Oracle thing is the... uh, the Oracle Java lawsuit does not apply here. This is fair use, and they overturned it. And we can expect the uh, the lawyers for Dr. Seuss who said they're going to appeal, obviously, because bananas are the favorite fruit of lawyers because they're easy to appeal. And will you succeed? Yes, you will indeed. That could be. <laughs> Hold on, uh, really quick. Cal, you, you easy, had your quick, hand quick up Quick point, here. sir. They actually had a Kickstarter campaign, though, and raised $30,000 to put this mashup together. So they, they kind of sort of made money sort of kind of off of it. Yes, they a, did. In a manner of speaking. And and the, uh, the you have brains in your head. You have feet on your shoes. You have feet in your shoes. You can steer yourself any direction you choose. You're on your own, and you know what you know, and you are the one who will decide where you'll go. Those are the words of Dr. Seuss. This guy was... 
brilliant. Yes, and if you want to really, talk really like Dr. Yeah. Seuss, there actually is an app to help you talk like Dr. Seuss on giraffeboards.com, believe it or not. Wow. Yes, and they've got a full-on app, and the people in there are telling their... Well, I meant what I talk. said, and I said what I meant. Denise, that's all I know. So. <laughs> I, I would just, just the, now the cynical side of me, the cynical side of me would love to go to uh, like Bible verses, cut and paste a chapter, cut and paste a verse, and then put it in the Dr. Seuss language in the app and then see what it spit out with. That would just be really funny, but uh, I digress. Yeah. Not to mention highly sacrilegious, but hey. Hey, hey, you know, anybody who knows me knows, well, yeah, he'd do that. Well, those of you who are younger than uh, 45, there's a famous guy by the name of Columbo. He was a detective. And what's interesting here is Denise Dirk's father, those of you who don't follow our show as closely, is a very, I'm going to say, semi-well-known police officer out of Oregon and was what Denise said they would always call him the Columbo. Now, uh, Columbo was my father's favorite man. And uh, my father was a police officer, so he followed him. The, the the thing, those of you who don't know much about Columbo, he always wore this specific trench coat that was a light brown, and he had his cigar. He always had his cigar. Um, I wasn't a cigarette. It was a cigar. It was wasn't a cigar. It? And, and yeah. his dog. Yeah, and his dog. His dog. Yeah, yeah. And he had like a New York accent, right? Was it New York? Yeah. Uh, pardon me, sir. One more thing. Ask one other thing. Yeah. Right. And it was he, always that last question. Yeah. yeah he always acted kind of dumb. Not. I'm not gonna say dumb, Perfect. but but like he was just kind of laid back. Like, yeah, I don't really know what's going on, but he really did know what was going on. And it was a very popular 1970s. Um, sitcom actually went into the 80s. Now, what we've talked about earlier on the show is the issue of copyright. You know, we've talked about copyrights with these these lo- these uh, these uh, movies and sitcoms, and we've talked about trademark. Now we talk about accounting is the issue. And while we talk about accounting, is what happens is everybody involved somehow, not everybody, many of them get some sort of payout. Mm-hmm on the net or the gross. And most of the payouts were on net. And that's where the lawsuits start rolling out. Because guess what? They can show, man, this thing lost money. And apparently, I believe it was this Columbia, who, who was the, I can't remember, uh, Universal. Yes. Universal yeah. uh, basically argued, look, this, this was a loss. We showed a loss. So therefore, when the time came, here's the big issue on this case. This is from the 70s and 80s, and just what, in 2016, they finally came out with their accounting and paid everybody a total of $5 million, they claim was the net income uh, in order to pay away. Say, no, is that, but the, oh, no profits came until 2016 when Universal issued the accounting statements and payments totaling $5 million to everybody. And, and how much did they say they had made on Columbo? Wasn't it like $600 million? Yeah, yes. Gross revenue, $600 million. And so, so the court said, look, first off, it's not too late for you to bring this. Right. Right. That was the one issue yes. we're going to talk about because the statute of limitations ran their, their argument, uh, Universal's argument. But the thing is, they just had finished the accounting in 2016. Yeah. yeah. And there is there is case law that shows, uh, and I, there was another case, uh, I can't remember the name of the case, that said that's okay to bring it at the statute. It kind of tolls the statute. Look, I always thought it was called Netflix because it was internet, but maybe it's Netflix because of the payment as opposed to gross flicks. Exactly right. I don't gross know what flicks, it is. Netflix. <laughs> yeah. well, whatever you do, when you get your big, big, big shot, make sure you take it off the gross. We'll be right back. We're going to talk more about uh, this Colombo lawsuit. It's really interesting what happens. Thanks for turning on Radio Law Talk and RadioLawTalk.com. We'll continue with the program in just a minute. Advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Not a lot. It's been said, any society is only three missed meals away from chaos. Those times may be near. Think about it. Our country faces multiple terrorist threats and aggressions from Russia and North Korea. Social unrest and violent marches yet again may lead to looting of stores and city shutdowns. And our crumbling infrastructure leaves our power grid vulnerable to long-term outages from a single cyber attack. When the chaos from any one of these threats arises, the government knows it can't provide during a widespread national emergency. That's why you need your own plan for self-reliance. 
That's where My Patriot Supply comes in. Get a four-week survival food supply for only $99. That includes breakfast, lunches, and dinners. Order online at preparewithgcn.com. $99 for four weeks of survival food that tastes like homemade cooking and lasts up to 25 years from My Patriot Supply. Get your kits today at preparewithgcn.com. Free shipping is included. Preparewithgcn.com. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-213-9264 Call right now before it's too late. 800-213-9264 Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists, get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap, even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Many people believe they don't control their own destiny. Let them continue just getting by while you make the choice to do something about your future. Imagine working from home, earning the income you deserve. Just visit startlivingyoung.com and click on the Be Your Own Boss tab. Discover Juness, a state-of-the-art global health company with over a billion a year in sales. They'll provide all the tools you need to succeed. Visit startlivingyoung.com today and click on the Be Your Own Boss tab. Your destiny awaits at startlivingyoung.com. Around the world, the world. This is Radiolawtalk.com. Radio Law Talk. Well, Mr. Columbo. Okay, well, how do we say? Uh, go ahead, Cal. You say what Columbo would say. He would say, do it one more thing, sir. Just, just one more thing. That's pretty yeah, good. That's pretty good, Cal. <laughs> that's pretty good. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting, that tactic right there, the just one more thing. It's, it's, uh, that isn't just writing. That is a tactic that's used in the legal field. I have seen defense attorneys use that. This happened all the time when I was a uh, prosecutor. So you'd have, you gear up for trial, you get things going, and there were a couple of very seasoned defense attorneys that would come in, and they would start to, they would start to talk settlement. Now, when you talk settlement with a DA, their guard starts to go down that, oh, okay, I'm ready. They start thinking, oh, I can settle this case. I can, I can go home. They start thinking, oh, now I'm not going to be in trial for a week. I can do that. They let their guard down. They talk settlement. They get an offer, 
And then the defense attorney comes back after, nope, he doesn't want it. Let's go ahead and go to trial. Well, now you're going to trial and you don't have, you've just wasted all of your oomph to get up. It's that last little thing. What, just one last thing here. Well, that's the zinger in in court or in a deposition or something. It's usually, yeah, at the very end, you're like, oh, oh, wait a minute. And by the way, so one more thing. And then it's just the, and you're like, Oh, especially in a jury, it's like, whoa! All every here, here's the thing that shows everything you said was false. Yes. Blink. All right, come on, I'll be sitting, <laughs> and then you sit down, and that's just it. That's the zinger. So that's kind of way Columbo was, and but but, but yeah, the, and it, that last thing would always go to the heart of right. what was the secret, almost always of what was trying to be avoided by the person he said it to. The funnel interview method. Start off nice and friendly, and just keep, and then then the work your way farther down till you get to the very tip, and oh. then bam! No, the best part. I just thought about it. The best part is uh, good cop, bad cop in uh, Pink Panther. Well, where, where the inspector comes in as the good guy, and then he walks out, and he comes back in as a bad guy, and they're like, "No, it's supposed to be someone else." No, I'm gonna do the good cop, bad cop. And, and Inspector Clouseau is the good cop. He comes in, he walks out, then he walks back in as the bad Bad cop. <laughs> it's like, no, dude. Oh, I just thought of that. that was just great. Does, okay. you, does your dog bite? Does your dog, no, that is not. We got things that dog doesn't bite. Not a does. joke, yeah. Yeah, not, yeah. Okay, so yeah. this is all about accounting. They, they wanted to bifurcate it, um, and we talked about bifurcation, but what, when I'm talking about Columbo suit, the issue was whether or not the statute had ran and the court has held no, it hasn't, due to the fact that really the accounting didn't finish till 2016. Now what's available, again, they grossed $600 million. Uh, they're, they're now claiming there's approximately, there's one area that says $135 million in net profits and another area they're talking about like around $160 million in net profits. So now they're, they, they're allowed, according to the contract, Denise, they're allowed 10 to 20% of the net profit. Right? That's right, and then it's all in the definition of net. And so the jurors had to make the decision about whether or not um, distribution fees or distribution expenses that Universal was taking off the gross were proper under the contract, and they determined that it wasn't. So they haven't determined yet the damage phase. They've only determined the fact that that was an improper um, expense uh, taken by Universal. Denise, and, is that like shipping and handling when you order something? I mean. You, you order something and it's 20 bucks, and then by the time they put on shipping, well, that's understandable. But handling is another 20. <laughs> you know, I mean. Exactly that. I mean, just that kind of thing, right? Exactly. If you're yeah. acting as a distributor, trying to distribute um, this Columbo to video, um, to television syndication, um, and, you know, and then you grossly overstate your expenses, that's basically what they're saying. Right. And by the way, it's still running in syndication, so the profits are still continuing to trickle yeah, in. Yeah, but Universal has kept it at a deficit. So this is what the whole suit's about. Uh, Until the accounting came out in 2016, they'd always said there was running at a deficit since 19. 1971, when the contract was entered. Oh, come on. Yes, exactly. And we know Colombo still plays in syndicated shows. You know, it's still a very popular show. So we'll see now. We we move on from the liability phase, and we now move into the damage phase. Yeah, we talked about this off the air, and we're not going to get into detail because this just started up. And, you know, we, we try to stay on the cutting edge of the latest lawsuits. Obviously, one of the biggest lawsuits that came down is the uh, well, actually, it came down. The Connecticut Supreme Court held that Remington, under the even under the uh, the protection under the Second Amendment, Remington is allowed to be sued for uh, the Sandy Hook um, shootings in claiming the way it markets its guns is one way that they're going to be able to open up Remington and sue them. Uh, and, and let me tell you, this is going to go to the United States Supreme Court. We're not going to get in details and talk about it today, because but this is going to be a major topic we'll be talking about, is the Second Amendment, the Remington uh, lawsuit, and whether or not this is going to... Uh, uh, cause some havoc in the country, and but let, let's face it, it's going to go to the Supreme Court. We're going to have to wait until the Supreme Court weighs in on it. And the makers of the smartphone also sued for causing car crashes. I mean, yeah, I know. Yeah, we don't yeah, worry what Cal's going to lay yeah, lay lead on I, that one. I'm, I'm just, but but, but I'm no, just, I know. I'm amazed by it. Yes, and it, it it's interesting to see though. Don't forget, this is the Connecticut Supreme Court, and and there's different Supreme Courts. California Supreme Court's going to hold, you know, a, a little more liberal maybe on one topic than another, or or the Texas Supreme Court might be a little more conservative right. on something, but wait till it gets to the United States Supreme Court, because that's the ultimate, they have the ultimate say. So, so my, my thought on it is this, be, and, and look, 
I am usually, I didn't realize how liberal I was till I, I always thought I was conservative, and I didn't realize how liberal I was till I moved to Utah. And then I realized, oh my God. But I've, I've, always, but I, but I've always sort of identified with, with more conservative principles. And even in this case, though, what the court is saying, in my opinion, is that, if I read it correctly, is that... The gun manufacturer can face liability. The court is not saying that the gun manufacturer is liable. Right. That's exactly right. What the court is saying is they don't get an absolute get out of jail free card to be free from to be free from a lawsuit altogether. And that this is a this is a case that a jury is going to have to decide whether or not this gun manufacturer is liable based upon its marketing. And they can go ahead and bring all of their arguments about free speech and how we can argue and we can do this. It's just there's nothing in the law that says that they're immune from the lawsuit. That's that's my opinion. So uh, let me let me follow up. What's important to know here is. Gun manufacturers have been protected by the Protection of Lawful Commerce in Arms Act, which basically says, and has been the standard that says, guns are not liable for shootings. And you can't sue the gun manufacturer when someone is shot or killed by a pistol, a gun. And that's that's a very general overview. But that's what they're arguing, of course. Remington say, wait a minute, we've got the – and it's short for PC, PLCAA is what they call it. So that act is, is powerful. It's, yes. It, it, it is the, been the standard for a long time, and this is what they're saying – is uh, the Connecticut Supreme Court is turning it mm. a little bit on its head. Because it has been used as a shield to these types of shoots, uh, suits over and over and over again. Right. Let, me, let me ask you a question. Do you remember the case that we did about the uh, the girl that talked the guy into killing himself? Yes. I remember that. Yes. What state was that? Was that Michigan, can- wasn't it? Massachusetts? Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Okay. I'm pretty sure it was Massachusetts. Okay. Yeah. And, and so... So the only reason why I bring this up is you have her talking to him, and, and words do not actions make. The person who's liable for what he did is the kid who killed himself. That was the defense. But, you know, they ended up finding that she's liable, and she's doing time now for manslaughter, based upon words that she said that induced somebody to do something. And if that is the direction that the legal field was heading, I'm not saying I agree with it. But I see why there would be challenges to a gun manufacturer's marketing techniques, words they use that lead to something. And that's exactly and that's where, it's, where it's coming in. Yes. That's where they're going around the PLCAA and saying it's about a marketing of the Bushmaster gun. They glorified violence uh, with the Bushmaster and, gun. And, and that's and what they're arguing. And, 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 and that was used in Sandy Hook. Yes. Is that what this Yeah, this yes. is the okay. Sandy Hook plaintiff. And I want to be clear. I want to be 100 percent clear here. I am not saying that I believe that the lawsuit has merit. I'm not saying that I believe the gun manufacturer should or should not. Either way, all I'm trying to do is analyze why a court might decide the way that they did. Because it's very easy to say, ah, oh, it's a wingnut court, can't believe they did it. Well, you got to peel the onion and try to figure out what the logic well, is. Well, that's, that's the do. fun of the law. Yeah. The fun of the law is that there are these little gray areas that you can come up with unique concepts to, to sue somebody. And the law, even though it's it could be black and white, there's these gray areas that you test under the law, and it helps to promote We'll be law. back the third hour with the case or no case. Stay tuned because there's more Radio Law Talk coming right up, right here. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. You have been listening to radiolawtalk.com. A copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.